we are live with episode 22 of Joeing About the G-Men. I am Joe McGuire, along with Obi Munez and Sean Scanlon. Uh, Jace Garcia uh, will be back uh, hopefully soon. Uh, Jace, we miss you, and we're thinking about your brother. Now, mm -hmm. uh, last show, uh, I, I was very concerned that Freddie Kitchens would be joining the Giants coaching staff. And uh, I thought maybe after the Jason Garrett hire that, that maybe the Giants had sort of cooled on Kitchens. But uh, as, as it turns out, not the case. Uh, Sean, you nailed it. You said tight ends coach. And that's exactly what is happening. And, and I'll tell you why suddenly I, because you know, you know me. Sean, we talked about we talked about uh, my feelings for Freddie Kitchens most of the year. Uh, Ov, just so you know, I think Freddie Kitchens uh, looks like a homeless person, and I'm not sure why he was put in charge uh, of an NFL franchise. But the idea that Jason Garrett probably will spend one year with the Giants before moving on to his next uh, experience suddenly makes me think Freddie Kitchens. We know the success he had with Baker in his rookie season mm -hmm. uh, when he was the offensive coordinator. Do you think there's maybe a little more to it? Do you think Do you think that's a consideration in bringing Freddie, or is Joe just bringing all his boys with him? What What is going on? I think that's a good point that you brought up. Um, I didn't really think much about that, but obviously the chance of Jason Garrett um, not being here next year if the offense has a lot of success, and obviously Daniel Jones has a lot of success. But um, I think I mentioned it last week. I just think that Joe Judge, I think he's done a really good job of building this staff. Um, I said last week he's a good mix of uh, people that he's familiar with, working with before, and a good uh, good mixture of experience. Uh, he's now brought in two uh, coaches that have previous experience as an NFL head coach, obviously, with Jason Garrett and Freddie Kitchens, and also two uh, coaches that were in the Colin Drakes as uh, – head coach with uh, outside linebackers coach Brett Bielma and offense assistant uh, Derek Dooley. So, you know, he's bringing in guys that have the experience as a head coach um, and as the positions. So I think that there definitely is a chance that if Jason Garrett moves on uh, next offseason that Freddie Kitchens might move up to the offensive coordinator. And you said it, he had success uh, in that role with the Browns. It just everyone doesn't work out uh, or pans out as being a head coach in this league. But um, he, he's got experience uh, as a tight ends coach. He, he was uh, that position at my, Mississippi State, and then he also held that position with the Cowboys and Cardinals. Cardinals uh, trusted him a lot in this role as he was there for six years as a tight ends coach. And um, I think that he could do a lot with the development of Caden Smith, who we saw came on uh, late in the year and, you know, really stepped up in the absence of Evan Ingram you know, having a couple of big games down the stretch. And then obviously if Evan Ingram is healthy, I think that there's a lot he can do with these tight ends. So I, th I think it's a great hire, um, especially if you can bring him in as a or minimized role as the tight ends coach. Obviously he's, he doesn't have the pressure to lead the offense every week. So I think that he'll do a good job and uh, I'm excited to see how it goes. Now, Sean wrote an article which you could read at Clovercrest, uh, clovercrestmedia.com. Uh, click on the, the Medium link. You can also check out the uh, drawing about the G-Men page at, at the website uh, to read Sean's article. He kind of broke down each of the coaches. Ovi, as you're looking at this, as, at this staff now, Jason Garrett, 
Patrick Graham, Freddie Kitchens, uh, amongst some of the, the guys that have joined the staff. Do you feel like this is a better giant staff or is this uh, the New England Patriots slash Mississippi State alum? Is that <laughs> is it just I'm just because, again, look, you know, I, I understand, you know, you, you want your guys in there. Do, do you feel this saying. is the right? Is this the I right feel, move? I feel like the way everything's put together, each of these coaches have something to prove. They held this position before; they were removed from that position. Everyone's now getting back together. Yeah, it could be a reunion type deal, but each one of them has something to prove. You know, uh, you were mentioning Kitchen. I mean, this guy worked for Nick Saban, Bill Parcells. Bruce Arians, which he's a pretty, pretty Bruce, decent coach. Pretty good. Uh, Hughes Jackson, even though, he, in my opinion, he wasn't a successful head coach, but he's a damn good offensive coordinator. You know, all these guys had the tools, and they're passing on to him. And you know, sadly, he didn't give the actual opportunity for Cleveland. But coming to the New York Giants organization, I think with him and everybody else, I think it's like a second chance. They want something to prove, but. You only could do so much if the players give it their all, too. It goes both ways. I think the guy that, for me, uh, the hardest sell is Patrick Graham. And I understand that Mr. Graham didn't have really anything in the way of talent to coach. But uh, I don't know. I don't know, Sean. Talk me through this because, you know, I suppose... The Dolphins played better late, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. I mean, again, you know, uh, we we talked about this last time. Uh, I really I thought it was a joke that the Giants had hired the defensive coordinator from Miami, not knowing even who Patrick Graham was in that moment. Um, is do you, do you think he's gonna be? Do you think he'll help this defense, Sean? And if you do, tell me tell me what exactly it is about Patrick Graham. That makes you think uh, he can fix this defense up. I think that um, him coming in will fix the defense a little bit. I think that his the scheme that he brings to the table is definitely much better than what we had with James Betcher over the past couple of years. He was sticking to his 3-4 defense, um, didn't adjust the schemes based to his players' strengths and uh, stuff like that, strengths and weaknesses. So I think that that's something that Patrick Graham can do for this defense that will help out a lot. The other reason I think – that this defense will improve uh, vastly this year because all the money we that we have in free agency, um, obviously that's going to be huge. The other, high, another high draft pick, I should say. Um, th- the past three years we've had a top six draft pick, so and we spent the last two on uh, offensive positions, and most of our offense is filled out with uh, the skill positions. At least we, the only thing that could use some improvement really is the offensive tackle position. So I think with you know, close to $70 million in cap space and free agency. We're bound to get uh, one or two uh, difference makers on this defense. You know, if we go in the direction of Isaiah Simmons at number four, that's a lot of versatility that Patrick Graham could work with. So I, I definitely feel better um, with Patrick Graham moving forward than with James Betcher just because, you know, and Joe Judge mentioned it in his, you know, his opening press conference that he likes to use uh, the players to their strengths and, you know, he said, don't tell me what these guys can't do. Tell me what they do best. And, you know, we're going to put them in that situation. Uh, 
you know, play to their best ability. So I think that Patrick Graham has that same mindset going into this uh, year with the defense. So I think that the defense will be a lot or vastly improved. I think that Patrick Graham will have a big reason to do with that. He was a defensive coach under McAdoo. Okay. Yeah. And I think during that time, their defense, they were, they were pretty cool. They were, they were good. What year it was just, he, was he, with the Giants, 2016, uh, 2016 and 2017. So was actually the year mm-hmm. they went out and and Eleven got Janoris and and uh, snacks and uh, snacks and yeah. Olivier. So the defense pretty, did all right. It's just the offense kept the you know they didn't do well enough yeah. under McAdoo. Yeah. So if you can have the defense there throughout the whole entire game, of course we're going to give up 21 or more points. You know what I mean? So him coming back to the Giants, he knows the organization. I think I think it's it's a it's a right call for him. Yeah, and he he's more of a front seven guy. Um, that's why they brought in uh, his, Jerome Henderson to be the the passing game coordinator and the to work with the DBs more. So you know he he got a lot of production in those two years that he was here with obviously snacks. I think he had the most tackles, um, a career high in 2016. Got a lot of sack production out of Olivier Vernon and JBP when they were both on the field healthy. And then uh, some smaller names like Romeo Aquara. Um, he went on with the Lions, and now he's having a lot of success. So I think he knows how to breed um, all these guys on the defensive line. And if you look at this defense, obviously we're kind of void of talent right now. But if there if there's one spot there where there is a lot of talent, it's on the defensive line and the defensive interior with guys like Dalvin Tomlinson, um, who had a career year this year, did really great in the run game, stepped up in the passing game a little bit too. And then Dexter Lawrence, obviously. Leonard Williams most likely is going to be re-signed. And then uh, B.J. Hill, who kind of had a down year this year but showed a lot in his rookie season. So I'm excited to see what Patrick Graham could do uh, with his defensive front. And then obviously I think that we're going to do a lot of spending in free agency, mostly in the secondary just because it's so young. We're going to need uh, another veteran back there. So, yeah, I think that there's there's a lot of optimism to be had about this defense moving forward, um, especially now that James Betcher's system out of there. I, I was never – a fan of James Betcher's system. So, yeah, I'm very optimistic about uh, Patrick Graham and his defense moving forward. I think maybe my uh, my bigger concern is Jason Garrett, and I'll tell you why. I, I like Jason Garrett, and, and I think it's easy. You know, they, they did the same thing to Mike McCarthy um, mm-hmm. when, when he got fired in Green Bay. Everybody sort of kicked him on, on his way out the door. Um, and, and, you know, almost try to suggest that he, he wasn't as good a coach, uh, as, as we now all think he is again. That's, that's how easily that worked. He was not a good coach. He was out of football. He's back with the Cowboys and he's a better coach than Jason Garrett. Suddenly <laughs> my issue with Jason Garrett, uh, and, 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 and you just sort of hit on it, you know, it, the Giants defense gives up too many points and the offense doesn't score enough points. They got which, too many too many three and outs. Yeah. And that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> so this is this is sort of my point. For for me, you know, look, the longer that defense is on the field, we talked about this mm-hmm. all throughout the year <laughs> where I showed you every time the Giants had a three and out, they get the ball back, they could score. Okay. Yeah. If they went three and out and then they, they got the ball back and went three and out, ten play you know, 80-yard drive touchdown. It, it happened mm-hmm. all year. Every time that poor defense had to run right back out on that field, they got they got taken advantage of. Now, I like Jason Garrett. I really do. I liked him as a player. 
I liked him as a coach. I've liked him as a head coach. It's a very conservative play caller. I think that might that might have been the thing that really killed him in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Was you you've got the talent at the talent positions, and you're still not taking chances. And my concern is again, if you're Jason Garrett going into the next season, are you thinking about making Daniel Jones and the Giants offense better? Or are you auditioning for a head coaching job for 2021? And if you do that, will the offense be even more conservative so that he doesn't do anything that could potentially make him look bad? Thoughts? Because that's my, that right now for me with Garrett is my big concern. Last week I told you that the goal of the Giants is to get back into the championship mode. And you're not going to do that in one season. And I think that's the reason why they got Garrett, because he is a great offensive coordinator. And I, think, I still think he's a great head coach. He could have been a better head coach if it wasn't for the owner, Jones. All right? So everybody knows that. But if not, then maybe, maybe is the reason why they brought Kitchen in because if Garrett does leave yeah. and you said it last week that he's he's going to audition, do one year, and then he's going to get a, a coaching job. What if in case that happens, you got Kitchen to step in and he could be the next offensive coordinator. He has the resume. He's been a running back coach, quarterback coach, mm-hmm. right? I think he uh, – and, like, and a tight end coach. So he's already worked around the field. The only thing he has never had the title of is the offensive coordinator. That could be it. I, I hope – and I hope not that if they do succeed and improve, that Garrett stays longer until we actually win the Super Bowl. I think it's counterintuitive. I, I think if the Giants, let's say the Giants go nine and seven, let's say the offense finishes in the top 10, top 12, Jason Garrett is gone. No doubt about it. If the Giants go six and 10, a slight improvement. And the offense struggles at times. It's top 15, but it's not even close to top 10. Jason Garrett's either stuck or gets fired. The Giants have the talent. And and, and I'm going to tell you right now. They know. We're going to have to explain that in a minute. (laughs) Well, I don't don't think they would give up on him after one, one season. It's just one season. When they're trying to turn it around. Now, if we we don't win. my, 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 My thought is almost... Because I don't think look, they're, they're not, okay. none of those things is okay. happening. Okay, so it, okay. I think six and ten is the more likely scenario. It's not uh, about the record. It's about can you push that ball all the way? Can we score points? That's the right. bottom line. All right. Whoa. If we're talking about wins and losses, then we're looking at the head coach. We're not looking at the offensive coordinator. True. Okay. Okay. If you're pushing the ball okay. and you're scoring the points, but the offensive coordinator is doing look, a good job. Here again, here's my issue with a head coach who's never been a head coach before. You don't think the New York media is going to look at Jason Garrett and Patrick Graham and Freddie Kitchens and expect those guys to be more than just assistants. Yeah, I think that I think that's definitely on their plate at this point just because they have that previous experience of um, you know, being coordinators and head coaches before. But I I mean, I don't know. I don't think that 
I don't I, think... I, I think that they're still going to look at it as, you know, Joe Judge is the head coach of this team, first year head coach or not. You know, it's it's on him. He built the staff around him. Um, so I think that, you know, it's it's going to be huge for him in his first year, having all these guys that have the experience when, you know, he has questions, he can go to them. But I don't, you know, the, the, the New York meter is tough. So I think that they will find ways to pick out certain things. Um, if the offense or defense isn't doing well, they'll, they'll find out uh, certain ways to pick on, you know, these new coordinators. But I don't, I don't think that's entirely fair, though. You know, all right. Got a couple comments here uh, in the live feed. Nine and seven, very realistic next year. I mm. don't think so. Uh, and also, if they go six and ten, that means Jones had a bad year. Well, they went four and twelve, and Jones had a good year. Yeah. So what? I think the same bet is eight and eight. That's what I'm looking. That's if. Of course, you always want your team. I, I, I'm biased. I'm Giants. Every, if you told me to pick every week. I pick Giants sixteen and zero every every time. That's what you're Jace like, did. Like Jace. That's what Jace did all year, yeah. and 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 he was twelve games short of winning the championship. Do the math. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now we're gambling. That's another thing, but I think and realistically, eight and eight is progress. Yeah. You know, if they if they win more than eight games, then you know it's high five. You know what? Then then we're looking at Judge and be like, he built a good coaching staff, and the players are all in. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, it's way too early just because we haven't seen the draft or free agency yet and uh, what we're going to do. But I think a realistic uh, prediction right now would be like close to what Ovi's saying, seven and nine, eight and eight. I think that's just because this defense isn't going to be as bad as last year. There's no way it is that it can't be. I, you know, we we hope to God, yeah. <laughs> that, that we have the talent, yeah. but Yikes. our biggest weakness are the cornerback. It's the defensive backs. Yeah, and they're going to get another year um, in the system. DeAndre Baker, you know, he had a rough first half of the year, but in the second half of the year, he really came yeah, he on. He really came on big time. He really looked really good. Um, yeah. You know, Sam Beal, you know, he had a couple of rough weeks, but he got thrown into the mix, um, you know, pretty late in the season. But last couple of games, he, he looked pretty good too. And then Corey Ballantyne, that's just going to take a while, you know. A Division two guy coming from uh, Washburn College, you know, it's a sixth-round pick. You're expecting him to go from Division two football into the NFL right away. It's just not going to work out, especially in the slot um, against, you know, all these quick uh, slot receivers. I don't – it was a tough spot for him. But I, th I think the secondary is going to be uh, much improved this year. You know, obviously, Jabril Peppers coming back from injury will be huge. Hopefully, we get rid of uh, Antoine Bethea and some other bad contracts on the defense. You know, him, Kareem Martin, hopefully we can get rid of that so we can get some more money in free agency. But, you know, I, I just don't think this defense will be nearly as bad as they've been in the past two years. And then, obviously, you know, another year with Daniel Jones in the system. Hopefully, he could stay healthy this year. And hopefully, his uh, receiving threats could stay healthy, too. You know, Shepard missed six games this year with uh, the concussion uh, stuff. Golden Tate missed the first four games with the suspension. And then Evan Ingram, you know, his first three seasons, he's, he's missed a lot of time. I think, you know, he's missed at least six games in all three seasons. So, and then I was Saquon too last year got hurt. So there's a lot of injuries on the offensive side of the ball last year. Hopefully, you know, they could stay healthy this year and hopefully uh, they give some protection for Jones on the, the tackle part of it. I don't know what they're going to do with Nate Solder, if they're going to try him at right tackle, um, but I think that there, there's a there's a possible answer with a that would be nice too. I just that that contract is way too big to to yeah. cut him. It would be a lot of dead cap money. And after Gettleman just got rid of all that dead uh, cap money with the Odell trade and the other trades he made, I don't 
I don't think that would be the wisest option right now. But, you know, hopefully we can get some protection for Daniel Jones. And I, th I think this offense is going to be a lot better too next year. So the NFC East will be very interesting next year, I believe. Do you believe that the Giants will have 10 wins or more next season? Um, mm. If you add up the last two years and next year, I bet you get 10. <laughs> Probably Actually, close it's to 12. It. Yeah. <laughs> so Giants do have a history uh, 2013 to 2015, they went under 500. Yep. Right? And then McAdoo took over, and they went 11 and 5. We went three years in a row under 500. We got three wins, five wins, and four, four. wins, right? Now we have Judge. I see what you did there. You think an 11 win season's in the. Why not? <laughs> Listen, I, 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 you know what? What you're saying. While slightly ridiculous, I've, I've always been. I think one of the things that drew me to sports was one of the things I love to do, um, and this only makes sense. But you know, if you look, you look at the the first two Super Bowls, right? First three, first five, uh, you know. And and as you're going, it seems like teams that lost the Super Bowl a couple years later, you get back there, mm -hmm. you win your Super Bowl, um, unless yeah. you're Minnesota. <laughs> Or Atlanta. Buffalo, in which case, no. Um, <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> I, 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 I certainly believe history repeats itself. I think there's a reason why these sorts of things happen. Look, I, I've gotten over the idea that the Giants hired the special teams coordinator of the Patriots as their head coach. And I, and I struggled with that because, mm -hmm. I, A, I didn't know who he was. And to be fair, n none of you did either. And if you tell me you did, you're a liar. I didn't know who he was. I know Patriots fans were like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't know that was his name. Um, uh, a guy with a cap, he stands yeah. near Belichick. I thought uh, it was his kid. I knew, I saw when they had the interview list up, I, I saw his name. I can't say I, I knew any previous experience of what he did, though. But I told you, I had some that's... clown. He was like, that's the guy I wanted the Giants to get all along. And I was like, yeah, um, right. you're lying. Mm. Yeah. You're lying. You could have told me Aaron Judge was the guy that you wanted, and I would believe that over Judge Judge. I would have thought Joe Judge. was going to come. Honestly, I thought Mike McCarthy was going to be the head coach. I, well, so I feel like for New York City and the New York media, mm -hmm. and I'm sure Joe Judge is a great guy, and I'm sure he's going to be a great coach, but it, it's always my fear um, and, and for living in, in and around the New York media my entire life, it's brutal. It's brutal. Uh, you know, and, and we saw McAdoo couldn't handle it. Pat Shermer made McAdoo look like, oh, I, I can't, I don't even know. I, I mean, the it made masterful. it seem like McAdoo didn't give a, cha uh, oh, give it, a, a it, chance. Oh, it was, it was, I yeah. mean, you know, pa Pat Shermer. He was bad. Blew it from the, I mean, here, here's the thing. This is what I like about Bill Belichick when Bill Belichick actually answers a question. <laughs> is Bill Belichick will tell you, yeah, we sucked today. We were really bad. We played like garbage. You deserve to lose. You got Pat Shermer out there like, I don't know. We're one play away. You lost by 30. Mm. You're one play away. You insane? <laughs> he did not have a, a grasp on that. He had no. He, this, and this is what I said all year, Obi. It, 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 I wasn't sure if he was trying to convince us, his team, or himself. Because the things he would say, it would be better enough to sit through the game, have them implode late and lose as, they, as they've been doing consistently for the last two years, assuming they didn't just get blown out. Um, and then you get to the post game. You know, Saquon says some cool stuff, always positive. You know, you know, he knows what to say. You know, 
I hope this team gets better. We're working hard. We're trying to improve. and give credit to my teammates. I mean, I love that kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, talk to him. I'm getting better. Got to stop turning the ball over. Right? He said all the right things. Yeah. Eli 2.0 in the media. Yeah. We handled it. Schubert comes out there and it starts talking nonsense. Mm-hmm. Oh, we almost had it. Uh, you lost by two touchdowns. You didn't almost have it. Everything he said, it, it was like a joke. It was a joke. The players, it, 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 the players weren't responding to the coach. And if you look at it, there was no really set two-minute drills. Nobody was in a hurry to push the ball. Even when they got it, just too much time off the clock. You know what I mean? So yeah. you could tell that none of this stuff was rehearsed, you know, to be in that position. Hey, if we're in this position, this is what we need to do. No one was in sync. Yeah. So, and I think, again, I think, if, you uh, don't, if you don't have the right offense and you just continue to turn over the ball or get three and outs, hey, no one's really going to care anyway. Yeah. So you're right. But, yeah. hey, we got to trust the system. Ain't that what Gettleman said? We got to trust the system. Yeah. So, hey, we gave it a shot with Shermer. I, judge is here. Let's see which, what type of judge we're going to get. You know what I mean? Because now, we, you know, New York got two judges now. Hey, <laughs> look at Joe right now. <laughs> I really like the other judge a lot. All right. Um, oh. New York Giants, uh, I think by all accounts, it looks like Isaiah Simmons probably assuming there's no trades. Uh, yeah. That's how the mock drafts seem to be lining up at this point. Again, assuming nobody trades up and does something crazy. Is, is this the right guy? Uh, to build that defense around. Is this guy, a, is Isaiah Simmons enough of a playmaker, Sean, that, that he will, he's not going to impact that, that defense like Joey Bosa. I don't, I don't mean to, I don't mean to suggest that, but, but can he be a high impact guy like that? I think most definitely he can be just because uh, his versatility you know, he lined up in so many different spots uh, during his time at Clemson. You know, he played safety, he played nickel corner, he played inside backer, outside backer. So you you could really put him anywhere, and he he excels at all these positions too. You know, he he's good at uh, getting after the quarterback, rushing the passer, which obviously is a need. Um, he's great in coverage. Uh, so if we do stick him at the linebacker spot, you know, we've seen the past couple of years that how bad the Giants linebacking core has been in coverage. Uh, I mean, tight, in, tight ends and running backs um, have just been tearing up the middle of the field, carving up the middle of the field against the Giants for the past almost close to a decade now. It's been been pretty ridiculous. So he, he would definitely come in and step up. Um, and I think just the way I explained before how Patrick Graham likes to change the scheme um, a lot every week, I think that's why Isaiah Simmons would be a perfect fit in this defense just because you could throw him around in different places uh, just depending on the best player, whoever you want him to shut down that week um, going against the opposing offense. You know, if there's if there's a great uh, slot receiver guy, you can throw him in that nickel corner spot. If there's a great tight end in the other offense, you could throw him in the inside linebacker spot. You know, if there's a team that has some weaknesses at the tackle position where you think you can get after the quarterback, then you throw them in the outside linebacker spot, you know, get them after, uh, after the passer. So I think there's a lot of versatility you can use them with. So I think that he'll be great uh, if the Giants do end up drafting him. I think that that's the only uh, realistic option other than maybe an offensive tackle because there, there's a lot of good tackles in this year's draft. But I would, I would uh, fall in love with Isaiah Simmons. I, I really think that would be a great pick uh, for the Giants moving forward. And, um, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be on board with it. 
So Isaiah Simmons, uh, you know, again, I don't know how you felt, OV, but late in the year, these guys were like chanting, ranting, hoping the Giants won another game or two. And I was like, no, you don't want Chase Young. And then they started, well, he didn't play great against in the play. I don't know. Jace had me convinced Chase Young all the way. Yeah. And then he changed his mind at the end. Yeah, he, I didn't. I didn't agree with Jace on that part about he how he his gave mind up. When they lost him. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree in the part that he kind of gave up on the team. I mean, if you watch him in the Big Ten championship game and then in those playoff games, he was getting, you know, the tight end chip, the running back chip, uh, double teams, the, sometimes the triple teams did every their play on him. That's what happened. Exactly. The offense found a way to scheme it up <laughs> to stop, make sure number two on Ohio State doesn't beat us, and they found a, a great way to do that. I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with Chase Young, you know, giving up on his team late in the season. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, I, I say this and I, and I said it a, a bunch of times that I feel like when we get to draft day mm-hmm. and you watch Chase Young go to the Washington Redskins. It won't be a great sight. That that you're suddenly gonna you're gonna wish the Giants had not beaten the Redskins. That's what you're gonna hope for. You're gonna be kicking yourself for it. And for all the people for the last few months, oh, you you love the Giants. You want to see your team win every week? Shut your mouth. You're a <laughs> moron. You're a moron. Seriously. I said it all year. You know, I, either this team got to be all in and win, or or. And I'm not saying. I'm not saying I would never suggest at all that you that you lose on purpose, but I think that's the problem though is that you there's no there's no tanking in the NFL and that the Giants obviously were the better team than the Redskins they beat them 24 to three when they played them earlier in the season true and then the only reason that the Redskins were able to come back push it to overtime and late in this game is because right. a couple bad turnovers. Um, they had a, the Redskins had a block punt late in that game that gave them great field position. They went in and tied it up. So I just I think that's got a part to do with it. You know, I, I just think that the Giants were the much better team than the Redskins. They let them kind of hang around. You can't late say much that. better. You can't. You you you've said that before in regards to the Giants and the Redskins. And and I well look at the record. I understand what you're saying. Look at the record over the past couple of years. It's it's been dominant. That's the only team that the Giants have a dominant record over the past couple of years, even in the down years. So I think that they're a much better run organization than the Redskins, and they, they prove it uh, year in and year out. When I was in high school, I had a buddy uh, who we had all the same honors classes, and we were like the only two dudes in all the honors classes. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it was all girls. And no matter what we did on a test, it, all this kid wanted, we could both get an F. But if I got a 58 and he got a 59, he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I would be like, bro, you you failed though. It wasn't that's not a good grade? Yeah. So he went up on. You. I think that's it will. Yeah, it's, that's what he lived for. Obviously, my point is, look, the the Giants are way better than the Redskins, and the the Redskins are garbage. Yeah, Just I'm not saying absolute garbage. I'm not saying the Giants are good in comparison to the rest of the NFL. Well, they, well, by by no means. I, you could you could look at be. you could look at their record over the past couple of years. That will just give yeah. you the indication right there. It's just hard that, to say they're way. I hate to say they're way better than anybody or anything because I just don't know if there's they're better than. Can we just say better? Just take yeah, the I'm, way out. Uh, yeah, take I, the way out, and I'm that. fine with it. They're better than the Redskins. That yeah. we know. Uh, and we know the Eagles and the Cowboys are currently better than the Giants. Mm-hmm. Looking at those two teams' off seasons, 
do you think that those teams can get way better than the Giants? Or do, or do you think if the Giants have a good draft, bring in a couple of decent free agents, you got Daniel Jones, you got Saquon, you got Golden, you got Shep, you got Ingram, Tayden, you got a pretty good... What What do you think? Because, again, we're, we're acting like the Redskins aren't going to get better. No, that's the thing. The I Cowboy think they, ain't going to get better. The Redskins will definitely get better now the that they is, have... The thing is that... Young, yeah, coming off that end. Well, and they have a, a competent head coach in Ron Rivera. I don't, yeah. Jay Gruden was never getting the job done in Washington. Ron Rivera was another one. Yeah. Oh, boy, I'll I tell you. I forgot to him, but yeah. The, the idea... That that they didn't even but get it, a chance to talk to him. There's a reason. Me. There's a reason. Remember, he worked for Gettleman before. Was the reason why he didn't want to come to the New York Giants organization? He had a choice. He had well, a choice. Also, the Redskins had a head start because they so they fired Jay Gruden if, in season. If so I they had already worked for you before, and I enjoyed working with you. Why not go back to you? Right. Well, the, the Redskins already wrong. the Redskins already hopped on him before the season even ended because Pat Shermer yeah, Pat Shermer still wasn't fired by the Giants. Look, not for nothing. Look, th- there are jobs out there that are desirable, and there are right. jobs that are not. Okay, mm-hmm. and I think if you're a minority coach in the NFL, I think uh, oftentimes they end up taking over teams that are. Uh, on their way down, that need to be built back up. And as you know, that's generally a losing proposition. Mm. Okay. Mike McCarthy gets handed this amazingly talented Cowboys team. Yeah. Ron Rivera, who I believe is a way better coach, if you want to start throwing those uh, the ways out there, mm-hmm. a way better coach, ends up getting the dumpster fire that is the Redskins. And I like that. It seems to me that that the NFL, when they are going to hire a minority coach, you get your pick of like the five worst franchises. The recycled white coaches, generally speaking, get handed championship caliber teams. Yeah, and it's it. Listen, it's it's easy to take over a a championship team than to have to build something from scratch. Vance Joseph, I thought. Got a raw deal in Denver. But he mm-hmm. did all right in Carolina, though. He, listen. There's been a bunch of minority head coaches that have been given a, a raw deal in the past But he is years. the only Hispanic it, coach, it, and it, he's representing. So Does it not seem that way? It yeah. seems kind of. You, if you're a minority yeah. coach, you're going to have to take over a crappy team, build it up from scratch. And I, I just don't think that's fair. Yeah. And and you've, if you look at the two you know, best head coaching candidates going into next year, both the uh, both the coordinators for the Super Bowl teams right now, Robert Sala, who's a minority with the he's the 49ers defensive coordinator, yeah. who had a f- fantastic year, you know, leading that 49ers team, and then Eric Bieniemy, who the Giants interviewed, is the the Chiefs offensive coordinator. Been calling the Chiefs uh, plays for the past two years, and we we've seen what they've done. They've been the most explosive offense that we've seen in, in some time, and both of those guys didn't even get a head coach head coaching job this time around. And, you, you know, obviously you bring up names like Joe Judge, who was just a special teams coordinator. But I, I agree with you 100%. They, they've been given a raw deal, and it's, it's something definitely that they, they got to look into. And I, I hope that, you know, Salah and Biennemi next year, they, they get a job that, um, you know, they could, they could build around and, you know, they could start to, you know, make this, make this right again because uh, I, I agree with you that, you know, the minority coaches aren't, aren't so getting the Goodell best deal. So Goodell is going to review that rule as a – The Rooney yes, rule? Was it – 
actually today, earlier today, they reported that he was going to review that that rule about mm-hmm. minorities. But there's here here's another point: is that how many minority coaches out there? We're just naming a few. Does each organization have a minority in their staff? No. And that, that's the problem right there. I because agree. you're going to want a head coach that has a resume, right? I mean, I guess Judge has a resume, being a special uh, coordinator. Yeah, but again, but, you know what it is? It comes that down many, to... There's that, that many minorities in, in these suppositions yes. that if there were a lot there, then we wouldn't be having this discussion. It's a matter of who you know and have connections with. Mm-hmm. Typically in this country, who has connections and who knows people? White people do. So watch this. Look at the college level. How many minority coaches are head coaches there? You see what I'm uh, saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So where, where are the minorities at? And instead of pointing fingers at owners, look at these head coaches. I think these head coaches got to be more responsible on that because they're the yeah. ones that's picking their teams for their organizations. Where they at? Hold them accountable as well. And even the the minority assistants that are doing great, the two that I just mentioned, they they had the best defense and the best offense all this year, and they they didn't get a job anywhere when there were five openings. So, I I just don't think I don't I, I agree with both of you. I don't think it's a they're getting a great deal of respect. I've been a fan of Eric sleeping with the enemy since <laughs> the late '80s into the early '90s uh, when he was at Colorado. Um, it, and, he's, been, and he's been around for forever. He's too. been around a really, really long time. Yeah. And, and again, you know, you see the job the guy's done. I just, it's upsetting at times is all I'm saying. And, and again, I, th- you know, I, I think I might've said this last week. I think it's worth re- re- reiterating. I'm sure Eric B when he was told that the special teams coordinator of the Patriots got the gig. No experience coaching at all is that coach of the Giants. I'm sure he loved that. I'm sure he was thrilled with that. I, I, I don't know. I'm going I, to be the next head coach. If Judge doesn't succeed, I'm going to be it. I'm it. I support that. I would support your candidacy. Yeah. I will hire bring you. Us, bring us on. <laughs> <you. Yeah. laughs> That's right. We got the offensive and defensive coordinator right here. I'm ready. Hey, but Let's go. Before, before we move on. Uh, to answer your question, you, you you talked about Simmons. If they don't pick Simmons, then I think maybe, look, it's just a mock draft, right? We're assuming that the Giants are going to get him. Yep. If they do get a defensive guy, why not get Gross Matos from Penn State? He is quick, right? And Espinosa from Iowa. Those two are projected top two defensive ends. They run a 4.8 and less. And we need somebody to attack I, the quarterback, get through through that line. Yeah, I think those two will be the best if they don't get Simmons. I think you can get the Penn State guy, maybe even in the second round though. Some of the mock drafts I've been looking at, um, they don't. I, I haven't seen a lot of him in the first round. So, and you know, we have that high draft pick fourth. We'll have the thirty sixth overall pick in the second uh, round of the draft. So, if you know, if if we end up going offensive tackle with the fourth overall spot, and we still obviously need a playmaker on defense, those two names I would definitely. Think about maybe even trading up um, early into the second round to make sure we get that guy just because we, we're going to need a playmaker on this defense. Uh, I mean, that's that's very evident at this point. Um, so I, and then, yeah, that's we, we need to resign Marcus Golden and Leonard Williams. That will be the, the two biggest things. But then after that, you know, we're going to have to go over. And there's a lot of good names in this free agency for edge rushers and, uh, you know, inside linebackers. So uh, it's it's going to be some some heavy spending for Dave Gettleman um, in this free agency. 
All right. Uh, obviously, uh, as as we prepare for the draft and for the free agents, we'll we'll be obviously here uh, along the way, and and we'll break that down all throughout the uh, the rest of the winter and into the spring and summer. Uh, there's a pretty big game going on this Sunday. Is there? You think? Um, uh, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Uh. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the second part of the Royal Rumble. Yes. I love it. <laughs> um, I have, since about week seven, I have thought that the 49ers were one of the top two teams in the game. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, a lot of people were like, oh, I don't know. I mean, beating anybody there was there was a lot of reasons there was a lot of uh and this goes all the way to the national level over at espn they were like i don't know it's not that good um and here we are in the, in the mm-hmm. grandest game of them all um who do you see i guess winning the game we could get into all that but what kind of game do you see is is the because I'll tell you what I for me all, I watched a, more than my fair share of 49ers games, and I got to be honest I hate the 49ers. <laughs> my brother's a 49ers fan. Oh no, we're wonder. not close. No wonder. Um, <laughs> and that's why. That's why we're not that's, close. That's why I'm, I, my brother's a Cowboys fan. I hate the Cowboys. We haven't been close <laughs> since Leonard Marshall took out Joe Montana. Mm, it's been uh, it's been pretty much it, it's been weird since then. The 49ers obviously uh, have a great running game. They've got a really good defense. We know the Chiefs uh, can light anybody up and have. And I've been playing this in my head a lot because uh, that's the way I do it. I live out the entire game in my head. That's when I come up with my final predicted score. <laughs> um, and, 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 and as I thought about it, you know, I could see Patty Mahomes putting up 35 points on, on the Niners. But I also think that the Niners can hold him to 17. Wow. I do. And I, I'm so torn on this because I'm just not sure if the Niners' defense is... I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I don't know. Sean, where you at with that? Um. I think that I, I think it's it's going to be a great matchup. I think it's definitely the best uh, defense that the Chiefs are going to be facing so far in this postseason. Um, obviously, the Titans had a little bit of success, but nowhere near what the 49ers have done this season. You know, their defensive line is obviously the best in football. Secondary has been playing pretty well with uh, Richard Sherman leading the way. So I, I think that um, I think it's going to play out like it um, like it has with the first two games with the Chiefs. I think that. The Niners are, will get out to an early lead, maybe a 7 or 14-point lead. But then I think that there's just way too much firepower um, on the Chiefs' offense with Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, McCole Harmon, you name it, they got it um, in the receiving game. But I, I also think uh, for the 49ers' offense, you know, obviously they're known to run the run the ball, play some smash-mouth football. I think they're going to incorporate um, a lot of play action and a lot of bootleg kind of stuff to get Garoppolo going. I think that, you know, the Chiefs will load the box to try and stop the 49ers uh, run game. And then I think that they're going to 
because Kyle Shanahan, he's a great play caller. He knows what he's doing. So I think that they're going to use Jimmy G a lot more in this game. And I think that they're going to need Jimmy G to play at a very high level if they want to go in and uh, beat the Chiefs defense, who, you know, over the last couple of weeks of the season, they were playing very well. Um, even into this postseason, they've been playing very well, especially their run defense, which was their weakness um, going in. So I think that Jimmy G is going to have to play a huge part if the 49ers offense wants to get it rolling. But um, I expect... I expect kind of a high-scoring game. I think that it will be, you know, kind of slow, slow-paced game in the first half, kind of low-scoring, and then I think the, it will be just fireworks for the second half, um, a scoring galore, pretty much. So, I, I picked it last week. I, I said the Chiefs, and I, I'm going to stick with it. Um, you know, I think that it'll be, I think it will be a very good game. I think it will go all the way down to the the final seconds. But uh, I got the Kansas City and Andy Reid uh, winning his first Super Bowl. How often? Is the Super Bowl competitive? Because uh, yes, it's Super well, Bowl. Well, let's other, other let's than, be fair. Other than last year, that I don't know. I don't. I don't. I just here's. I guess for me, uh, and, and Obi, I, I, I'll, I'll ask you to weigh in here in a minute. If you look at what the Chiefs did really last week in in containing Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. That's obviously the formula they're going to be bringing into this game, right? Is to stop the Niners' ground game. I don't think. But yeah. the difference between the Niners' ground game and um, Tennessee's ground game is that it's a three-headed monster. Yeah. And sure. I'm not sure that Kansas City is going to be able to get San Francisco off the field. That's my thought. And I think if if San Francisco is able to eat clock, let Jimmy G run some play action, a couple of little little passes out in the flat to Kittle, Kittle kind of yeah. make some things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think if you can keep your defense fresh so that every time they hit the field against Patty Mahomes, that they're that they're that they're a fresher team. I think it will go a long way towards the Niners winning the game. Yeah. Can I say one thing real quick on the, on that note? I don't the- know. Fine. You're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna contradict me or disagree, then no. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. All right. Well, yeah. So Damn it. the yes. Titans, <laughs> the Titans last week, they or two weeks ago, they went in that long uh, right before the uh, end of the first half. They went in that long nine minute drive. You know. Drained a lot of clock, and they thought, oh, you know, we'll, we'll keep a, our defense off the field so, you know, they have some fresh legs to go out there against Patty in this uh, offense. Of course, Pat, uh, the Chiefs' offense goes right down the field, two-minute drive, and um, they score the touchdown. So I think as much as, you know, it does – time of possession does help staying on the field or keeping Patty on the sidelines, it helps a lot. But I just – like I said before, there's too much firepower on this offense that it doesn't even matter because uh, – you know, as, as fresh of legs as your defense has, I don't think that it's going to matter in stopping the Chiefs' offense. How much better is the Niners' defense than the Titans' defense, though? A lot better, but the—I would say the front seven's a lot better, but the secondary-wise, it's—other than Richard Sherman, I mean, that Kwan Williams, their nickel corner is pretty good, but their, their safeties, there's—they haven't been great this season. That's been—if there's one weakness for the 49ers' defense, it is their safeties, and they're going to be the ones that have to defend that over-the-top— um, threat of the offense with Tyreek Hill and Demarcus Robinson, all those uh, burner guys. So I think that the Titans secondary is pretty much right around the same. Obviously, it will help that they get a little more pass rush on Patty. But we saw um, 
Mahomes, he has that athletic ability in the pocket to, you know, stay away from that pass rush, keep the play alive, and find his guys downfield. So, obviously, the 49ers defense is a lot better than the Titans, but in terms of the secondary, we're going to be going for most of the game because they don't run the ball a lot. I think uh, they're, they're pretty close. But um, Steve Risser, Scott KC, 30-20-70, says Mahomes MVP. What was the score? 30 to 27. That's close to what uh, I. That's close. I, I, I think it's a 34 31 game. He thinks it's going to be a one score game. I don't know. I'm telling you. Just, I, I agree, Steve. When you, when you look at most of these Super Bowls, they're rarely ever that competitive. Oh, you're going to get this competition no, it's here. Just last year and then the Seahawks Broncos a couple years ago when it was 43 to 8. Those are the only two I could think of in the past like five to 10 years that haven't been competitive. The Eagles, the Eagles Patriots one was very good. Was down to the last second, the yeah. high scoring game. Yeah. Patriots Falcons was a, a very close game. Obviously. Well, I, I guess you could say that was a close game. It well, it wasn't. It wasn't, close it wasn't until it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. And in then the first they lost. Half. Yeah. It was messed up. But I mean, that was, that was bad man. There hasn't been there hasn't been a lot of oh. blowouts though. I mean, why would you throw the ball when you're supposed to run it? But that hey, Don't, it is uh, what it is. Well, Pete Carroll's been trying to answer Stop. that question hey, for a long time too. <laughs> Honestly, in my opinion. I think that in this type of game, whoever has the ball last, well, well we're going to see a winning scoring drive. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. That's the way I feel. Okay? But if, if, it, if it goes to that, I could see the 49ers kicking the winning field goal. I could see that. Yeah. Or I could see Kansas City, instead of going for a field goal, they go for that winning touchdown. I could see it. You know? But I would love for Andy Reid to finish and win. He didn't do it with the Eagles. He came close. Good, yeah. Good you know, lost by a field goal with, with the, against the Patriots. Yeah. But I, I got a feeling that this is, this is his moment because you can't – it's very hard to go back to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, these players, they're young. Eventually, they'll go back on both teams. Yep. But Andy Reid, I mean, how old is this guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. So – This is it. This is it. Yeah, 61. And who knows how long he has left to be a coach, you Mm -hmm. know, because being a head coach, you got to have good health to remain there. Yeah, it takes a toll on you, too. So I would love to see Kansas City win this game. I really do. But they always say defense wins championships, but Mm -hmm. Kansas City does have a Super Bowl defensive guy named Steve uh, Spagnolia. So I got a feeling that the Chiefs will make it. And I think it's a 34-31. Chiefs wins the Super Bowl. And Andy will go out with a blast. He could retire and say, hey, I got one, and go straight to the Hall of Fame. I've been hearing a lot of talk about his legacy and, and where he'll end up and, and, and where it is now. Um, and all I can think of is Marty Schottenheimer. Marty Ball, yeah. A guy yeah. Who, who brought the Browns to... AFC Championship game a couple times. Mm-hmm. Always put on winning seasons. That's true. Yeah. And and much like Mr. Reed, couldn't finish it off. And, and what other team did he, he went to? San Diego did the same thing. Yeah. Yep. Andy Reed's in the same boat. I just feel like Andy Reed is just the latest version of Marty Schottenheimer. He's uh, yeah, spot a good on comparison. Coach. He's good in the regular season. He's not good in the big games, and 
Okay. God, am I? I, I don't know. Am I a Niners guy? I'm. I everything in my heart right now. Come on, Joe. Saying, okay. Go Niners. No, 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 no. I, I got know. one question for you, and it, it, it could be a deciding factor for you. All right, let's do this. Are you ready? Yeah. So, would you have Patrick Mahomes or would you have Donovan McNabb? Which quarterback will you ha want in a Super Bowl? Understand something. I'm Daddy. a Syracuse college football fan uh, and basketball, and so McNabb's like my guy. Mm -hmm. McNabb, both sports. Love the dude. Then he went to the Eagles. Yep. Um, then I'll be fair, Mahomes. Obviously. There you go. Yeah. So you're picking the Chiefs. I, listen, I like Pat Mahomes. <laughs> I like Mahomes' dad when, when he played baseball. I... I think yeah. this kid's super talented. I like the Chiefs. I don't know, man. There's, there's just something about this Niners team. I, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to tell you. I think 27-17. Niners. Tell you. 17 from the Chiefs? Yeah. I think they're going to stifle as long, I As long as I a close game. But if it's a blowout, I'll be very disappointed. I don't want I don't, to blow up. I, don't I want hate to that. Up. It's the worst thing in the Super Bowl. No. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess now that you're saying it, and I'm thinking over the last couple of years, these the Super Bowl for a long time um, in the the 20s and 30s, I mean, bowl number, not the years. Uh, <laughs> I feel like none <laughs> of those games, say. you know, hey, back in the 20s. Well, the NFC ruled. I Yo, mean, yeah. Except, except, well, yeah, because that one. See, you're old enough to know because you're Giants like and the me, Bills. bro. They're during the, the 80s and 90s, man. The, the 49ers was, was where it was at. 49ers was killing, oh, yeah, was yeah. killing. That I, was, yeah. I wasn't alive this year. I, the I, Giants, the I know Giants my history, beat though. the Bills on the hey. wide right, and then for the next three the years, the Bills got their brains kicked in. By the Redskins and the Cowboys, actually. Everybody, yeah. yeah, it was bad. NFC East, yeah, uh, real bad. Hey, when you have a Super Bowl with the final score of fifty-five to ten, yeah, come on. Was it, yeah. yeah, Niners, the Niners, uh, over Niners the Broncos. Broncos, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't, you don't want that. Or again, the Cowboys over the Bills with fifty-two to seventeen. Really? Yeah. At least you get some what, points. What those are you games, doing though. for the rest of the game? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. And last was last year was awful though. Thirteen was, to three. During that time, I was into the Bud Bowl games. Oh, man, right? <laughs> the butt bowl. All right. Uh, did you give a score? What do you think it's going to be? I, I'm you predicting 34-31. 34-31, you got the Chiefs, Mahomes MVP? Of course. I think, yeah, I didn't give him my score. Uh, last uh, week, I think I said 30-27. to 27. I, uh, I'll go. I have a feeling it'll be, I'll say 35-31. Chiefs win. But the way they're going to do it. Is Mahomes going to have the ball? He's going to air it out for the game-winning touchdown with probably like 16 seconds left of the game clock and not enough for the 49ers to come back. I like it. But it better not be a, a, a penalty that will change the game because I will be mad. I'm telling you right now. No. Nope. Mm -hmm. Get rid of these penalties. Don't ruin the game. Let, the, let those players play, and let's call a fair game. I am so – I hope they do something about the pass interference nonsense in the offseason, too. They have to. Let's, let's get that cleaned up before you ruin the sport. All right, well, I think that's it for this week. For Sean Scanlon and Obi Munez, I am Joe McGuire. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. Join about the G-Men. We're on Twitter. Join about G-Men. You could download uh, the podcast. X. Don't forget next week. Oh, yeah. The XFL yeah. will be debuting, and we are going to be uh, launching yes. the very first XFL podcast. 
So if you'd like to, who knows how long that lead's going to last. But we'll we'll be with you every step of the hopefully, way. Yeah, hopefully longer than the uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, right. Hopefully longer than the last one. Uh, visit clovercrestmedia.com backslash join about the G Men. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Do all that stuff. Comment, listen, share, like the whole nine. We certainly appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will talk to you next time. Go Niners, Chiefs. Go Chiefs.